This video is kindly sponsored by Project Red. Check the link in the description to find out more. This video is made possible by 3D Musketeers, offering full-service product development, prototyping, and production, helping you make awesome from art to part. Links in the description. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Meet a Maker. Hi Faye, how you doing? <laughs> Hello, good evening, lovely people in Australia. Good morning <laughs> from the UK. Hello, hello. Um, yes, and today I'm super excited because we have someone I am a very huge fan of and also, thankfully, a friend of. We have Steph Piper, who is amazing. So I am super excited. Thank you for coming here, Steph. <laughs> oh, oh, so lovely to be on. I've been following these enthusiastically and, oh my gosh, so many good makers so far. that's the best. <laughs> yeah we've had quite a few of our mutual friends on now or mm. yeah like it's been good yeah 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 <laughs> like SJ I mean stuff. not a bad thing that's that's definitely uh that's definitely like a good good position to be in because everyone mm. who's come on has been really awesome so basically to be able to be like oh yeah no these are these are our mates these are these are our busy mates it's like yeah yeah, yeah it's awesome. a, I think it's a small world isn't it yeah definitely, it is, definitely. Yeah, very small world in this space a good small I think it's a, it's good in this case that it's a small world but I'm also just kind of like feeling feeling quite quite pleased with myself right now to be surrounded by such lovely Australians this is not a thing I get to experience all the time so I'm just like <laughs> you're welcome awesome y'all should be enjoying this too because this is this is double double the Australian pleasure this yes. lovely morning yes 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 <laughs> Well, I know who you are, Steph, but the audience may not. So tell mm. us a little bit about yourself. What what do you make? What do you enjoy? What are you known for? Yeah. yeah. Who, is Steph who are Piper? you? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> my name's Steph Piper. And um, so like my day job that people might be aware of is I am the makerspace manager at the like a like a regional university here in Australia. And I'm also co-founder of LP Education, which is making electronics kits for young girls that some of you might have seen. You might see one in the background of the uh, I have some on my right desk there. as well. <laughs> I, was, one there. I, I didn't know that bit. I didn't know that bit. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. This cat that's been go. sitting here for many months. Actually, I think since I started the channel is, oh, sorry, pull, is yeah, one pull of it over, pull it over. amazing pull creations. It <gasps> can, I, can I show it off or do we want yeah. to talk about it later? Yeah, okay. It. So this it's is really beautiful. cute. It's a little kit and it's kind of like a 3D puzzle kind of deal. Yes, that's, yes, yes. And it's also a nightlight. So it's hard to tell, but when it's dark, it lights up um, behind the cat. And isn't it the most beautiful circuit board you've ever seen in your life? Like, and it taught me to solder all on my own. I did it. It was the first soldering thing. Well, actually, no, these were the first soldering thing I did on my own. And that was the <laughs> third but all of the they're all elky things i did on my own so yes this is one of my favorite favorite things oh my gosh <laughs> i love it so much and there's badges there's badges like oh, a little space lady and there's a little <gasps> greenhouse little, little biologist <laughs> they're so cute and then they're, i knew you'd like them face. Oh look at God. your face <laughs> <laughs> But the cat. Okay, I locked my jaw. My jaw has unhinged. <laughs> um, that's amazing. I love it. Those are. I. I. I really love seeing you know these things that are combinations of things like electronics and something that's kind of cute and in like like again not non standard like boy boy standard issue boy material 
kind of stuff is kind of like, mm. oh, that's that's nice. That's different. Also, yeah, cat. yeah. And it's way yeah, less sorry. scary when it's cute. <laughs> sorry, oh, you guys, Steph, tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been <laughs> Oh, beautiful. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the idea. Like the aesthetic is, you know, something that is something cute and something that looks fun and something that you're like excited to have after you've actually finished it. And it's not like, oh, this is a boring green buzzer. How cool. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go in the yep. in the cupboard in the junk drawer. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of the goal with with these types of ones to get young girls excited about, you know, giving it a go. Um, but otherwise, online, before we get too much into Elky stuff, um, other people might know me from um, my mini factory as well. So I've designed a life size bit of furniture uh, that's three D printed. So here's the mini version. Uh, this is. This is the stool sample. Yes. The stool yes, sample. Yes. Terrible joke. Terrible. <laughs> so anyway, there's like the big one sort of like down there, the mannequin sitting on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We can see that. Yes. Which is yeah, also yeah. a 3D printed mannequin. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Us. <laughs> Everything. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people might have seen that on my mini factory. Uh, that's me. And I'm also um, going to. A big project on destructibles.com making 3D printable casts for broken bones as well. So oh, this yeah. one here is one that I've designed to fit me like exactly. Like I was able to like 3D scan my own arm and design this to fit me perfectly using mm. Rhino and Grasshopper 3D modeling techniques. Oh um, gosh, so, Rhino, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so, yeah, the idea now is that, like, this project is up on instructables.com. People can download the Grasshopper file and pretty much import their own scans and make their own versions of these. So hopefully we can start seeing more of this kind of thing maybe in real life. Because, uh, you know, when you break your arm or, you know, you've got some kind of an RSI or something, you know, you get a big, heavy plaster cast put on and, you know, it's just like, it's a struggle, you know? It gets itchy like this, and gross yeah, yeah. in the shower. It's and when nasty. you're a kid, it's really hard to keep it dry because you're a yeah, child. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's right. And then, like, the children are, like, shoving, like, pencils and stuff down there. And the doctor's, like, cutting them up. Then, like, how'd you get five pencils in there, Timmy? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, and then something like this. I'm you feeling know? very called out right now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> My face is going red. No, like, mm-hmm. me. like, not recently, but when I was a kid, yeah, that was me. But also, like, oh, no. for for Americans and stuff like that, expensive, too. So, like, this mm. isn't just more comfortable and more accessible. It's it's cheaper, too. So, like, it's... it's mm. a- oh, I don't know. I don't know how much cheaper it would be. Plaster's pretty okay, cheap. Like, plaster it should is, be. America's you know. a strange place. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like plaster cast stuff is so cheap and so fast. And a nurse isn't going to sit around and, you know pop open grasshopper and just like you know knock up one of those in you know five minutes so yeah like there's still a long way to go in terms of automating this process um but yeah you get a lot more aeration a lot more breathability get a cool tan as you're healing all the good things i didn't even think about the tan opportunities (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did not even think about that because i don't tan (laughs) true this is my uh, problem also, yes. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, this or this strawberry colored. So, yeah, and that sounds that, good. But. That project was born out of your education history, right? Because you studied, is it biomedical engineering? Is that correct? Um, yeah, I did biomed. Biomed. And yeah. originally did my honours year in vaccine development. And while I was living on college, 
had a go at building my own rep wrap cruiser mandal in my little college room and yeah put it together and nice. then was able to go and approach a professor uh, with some stuff that I'd made on a machine that I'd built and I was like look at this and he's like you're on the team and so <laughs> yes pretty <laughs> printing for the win yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so, so I got amazing. to uh, yeah I was in the like the 3d printing implant type space for a little while and yeah like that sort of project spun out after that sort of time uh, Toowoomba based hospital gave me a yell and they said, Hey, do you want to have a go at doing this? I was like, is this a challenge? Of course <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like <laughs> I cannot say no. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, like, yeah, yeah, and I also, yeah, please. <laughs> and I think lastly, some people I also might know me from uh, being president at Brisbane Hackerspace as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where my sort of, online notoriety ends it's like mm -hmm. cv yes. like, too many things see why i'm a fan right like, too many things wow. amazing this is this is an incredibly impressive list of things i think everyone everyone oh, watching this is, is probably also picking their jaws up off the floor um oh. because like dang uh, dang oh we've got lots of awesome. people here, <laughs> I think yeah, the community the community has such a rich and diverse mm. skill set. It's amazing to see what's out oh, there. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, I think mm. that's why I started the show because there's just so many cool people doing cool things. Yeah. And it's just fun <laughs> to show them off. So thank you so for being thanks. one of those people. <laughs> yes, and it's always interesting too to hear kind of the the different ways in which people got to this point. And so like yeah, you've got this this kind of biomedical background, which is obviously going to kind of inform the way you think and the way you do things a little bit different than the next person. Mm. And, and that is, is such a, I mean, I definitely think that's kind of why we're doing this is because we want to hear, we want to hear these, these stories of kind of how, how you, how you got from, you know, point, point A to point B and making cool casts and 3d printed mannequins and, you know, all of this oh, stuff. Gosh. So yeah, all, all of, all of this stuff, yeah. but like what, what got you, what got you started? What kind of got you interested in, in making stuff and like kind of building, creating in this sort of interesting physical way? Like what was the, what was the catalyst? Like what got you started? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think definitely seeing 3d printing for the first time is what has sort of like put me on this path, like back in like 2011, when it was very, very fresh, very rep rappy sort of Darwin type land. I went along to a science camp. I saw a 3D printer for the first time. And uh, I was like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it absolutely just blew my mind. And I thought, yeah, that is absolute magic. I want to get in on that. And yeah. Can I be you know, a wizard too? As, yeah, yeah. As, as Jay said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the whole mood. That is the whole mood yeah, of yeah. seeing it for the first time and going, wait, what? I can oh, I can do what now? With the, what? <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, getting hold of like a kit essentially, like ends up paying 500 bucks for a like a Prusa Mendel kit and um, putting that together and sort of realizing how much potential it had anyway. Like, with, you know, as you sort of went along and started to figure it out and understand it, not just with printing, you know, little knickknacks and stuff for a bit of fun, you know, it's also so many other things, so many other techniques and applications and it really is something that has like 
you're able to stay so fresh, I think, as a hobby and an interest because of that. You know, it's not something that just gets stale over time. You can just keep evolving and chasing new directions with it, which is, yes, yeah, super exciting. Totally, definitely. I'm, I'm thinking back to your displays of, that you often bring when you're like presenting of like all your cool different things and you've got like fabric that you've printed entirely and then a mm. bag that you've made out of printing onto fabric and like, I don't yeah, know, just yeah. so I'm many just wild like, different, a chicken foot, <laughs> a prosthetic chicken foot and just yeah, like yeah. so many different things. So I can definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah see that, the, yeah, you definitely keep it fresh. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Has the prosthetic chicken foot been applied to a chicken at yeah. any point? <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're so, just... yeah, there's a, um, uh, a little girl up in Bundaberg called Summer, and she is the queen of chickens. And she has a Chickens to Love Facebook page, has about 10,000 followers or something ridiculous. And she's oh. probably 15 or 16 maybe this year. And uh, anyway, she tagged me in a post about, you know, someone whose who's chicken lost their feet due to frostbite. And uh, yeah, next minute I was making a prosthetic foot. <laughs> so they mailed me like the cast of the chicken stump. And um, yeah, they put together like a little foot. Um, so I'll see if I can dig it out of the bag. You definitely like gotta, you definitely gotta show it. <gasps> and oh, so wow. I ended up going down to the butcher I and love actually how it is. getting a real chicken foot as well, which was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. yeah it was frozen as well and i was like oh why it's, i love how how incredibly thick it is like mm. that chicken now has like a super hench leg oh, like yeah. a chicken is the baddest chicken on the block yeah. now it's thick. Uh. yeah so essentially like when we like when they put it on the chicken though like it's sort of it's like putting socks on a dog it was just like oh yeah. you know yeah. i've gotten used to this so far and <laughs> what is this do you think and yep. so I think the next thing they're looking at doing, like Summer's sort of taken over the project from here. She's trying to do like a, um, like, you know, Paralympic runners with like the, like the hook foot mm -hmm. type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Kind of... It's going to be a super yeah, yeah. chicken. Yeah. It helps get a super gate because but... yeah, it was sort of like, I walk like this, which wasn't too good. Can I help, help a chicken run? Yeah, it's Beautiful. one of those things, like, uh, oftentimes animals are actually better off without a prosthetic because they kind of work it out and then they just, like, yeah. they're good. They, they, they're yeah. very adaptable, like, more than we give them credit for, maybe. But, yeah, yeah like, my right. housemate is a veterinarian, so, a veterinarian nurse, and, and they, like, you know, they have to take off dogs' legs every now and again, and the dogs, they're just fine. They just work it out. They're just, they're just mm. it's a fine. Admittedly, yeah. <laughs> quadrupedal animals definitely have an advantage with the more legs. Like That's true. They do have definitely extra feel like legs quadrupedal animals with three legs are basically just fine like mm -hmm. I, I we've got we've got a neighborhood cat actually around where i live um and her name's millie and she has three legs and she's the most capable thing I'd, like she's fine she's fine she has no issues moving around she has a interesting gait like she doesn't walk mm -hmm. like a normal cat but like she's not slow she's not impeded at all now bipedal animals might struggle yeah a little chicken bit. might be different <laughs> <you wanna take it? laughs> Oh, we're talking about prosthetics as well. Got a prosthetic finger too. Oh, oh look, it's so cool. Oh, oh that is cool. This is one, wow. This is just like a standard thing of us type one, but uh, we were able to adapt this one at work to fit an actual patient that was missing a finger, which is pretty cool. We were able to take a cast of that stump and then, yeah, fit it in the software so that it's like a bit of a perfect fit. And, of course, you know, stuff like this, 
costs under five bucks to make. And the poor guy that lost his finger was saying that apparently he was getting quotes made up to get a prosthetic done up by a real company. And, you know, it was going to cost tens of thousands of dollars. You know, ridiculous money. And yeah, it seems like doing, you know, stuff like this that's 3D printed and hackable, you know, give the patient mm-hmm. the files afterwards, would be a, you know, a huge business model, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. think that prosthetics is is one of like the coolest ways in which 3d printing has actually helped people in like a real intangible Mm. way it really is like i think in fact it was maybe one of the first things i ever saw like in like a kind of like a news article or something like about 3d printing was like about around prosthetics and i remember being like that's really amazing like again like the, the cost difference alone is like okay yeah let's let's do this let's let's look into this a bit more it looks like metal though though the what you just held up like the little blue pieces like they look like metal yeah it's just silk filament uh, you just look, i mean yeah it's definitely blue printed metal yes <laughs> yes yes it's, it's just like turn down the quality of my camera so you can't tell <laughs> <laughs> it looks so clean though like it and it moves so smoothly yeah. like it's impressive it's it's cool i'd love to see like that is admittedly always one of those things i'm kind of like if you've if you've got to have if you've got to get a prosthetic anyway if you're in a position where you need one like go big like yeah go blue like go go cybernetic hardcore sci-fi like like really go the whole nine yards because Mm. like if you're if you're in that position anyway like you might as well lean into it or at least I think that's, that's right. what I would do mm. if, uh, I would definitely if make my future pretty... changes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone contact me a few years ago asking for a thumb prosthetic made out of like the flexi TPU stuff. And he said, can mm. you do it in glow in the dark so that I can hitchhike at night, please? <gasps> Amazing! <laughs> yes, I exactly. It. Yes. Lean into it. <laughs> Hell <Embrace> yeah. It. <laughs> Have a little LED in the tip or something. You know, you could kind all kinds of things <laughs> oh, in your yeah. thumb. A little toy. Oh, Hell yeah. I don't know I what else you could put in there. You get to choose whether you pick up ET or not. amazing Uh, that would be so good i would definitely be hiding Uh, things in my thumb yeah (laughs) again the hackability the hackability you could you Mm. can kind of blend this with with what what hannah is kind of like doing to her own flesh and blood and put but you know magnets and rfid chips and stuff in it again really lean into it really go all out go fully cybernetic with it and and hack the hell out of your prosthetic it's a it's a good idea and I approve. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, so we were I talking totally remember, a little. Oh, sorry. Yes, I, oh, I, we <laughs> I was going to say, we were talking a little earlier about how um, 3D printing can be so diverse and you can do so many things with it and it stays fresh and stuff. Do you have some favorite skills or techniques or, or things that you've done and picked up along the way that you, that you really like? And I don't know that you might want to talk about here. Like, are there any favorite techniques or, or something along those lines? Oh, yeah. I feel like I've. Yeah, I've had to sit down and learn quite a few different softwares along the way. So um, we sort of soon realize, like, once you get into the nitty gritty of that, like, I know, Faye, you're pretty good in this space as well. Like, you know, there's just so many tools out there. And, like, the more that you have under your belt, the more things you can do. Um, mm-hmm. So I've sort of, like, I started with Rhino 3D. And that sort of enables a lot of really wild stuff to happen. But it sort of also is, to be honest, super buggy as well. Like, it's sort of... <laughs> Yeah, it's like Rhino, Rhino was, I think, the first CAD software, like the first like kind of parametric CAD software I ever used was Rhino, and I definitely mm. was like, mm, 
Okay. Let me try. Uh, let me try my uh, sixth different approach to do this task in Rhino. <laughs> Mm, fun times. <laughs> so many things to do with the fusion is usually yeah. like three. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely yeah. fusion is not perfect. It is it is still flawed, but I I think I might prefer it to write. Yeah, I was very lucky to obtain an educational license uh, when I was at uni, accidentally on my computer. So that was mm. really good. Roll <laughs> that. Yeah, it's fine. Oh no, what a shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I absolutely adore Fusion 360 now as well, and it's my go-to for any projects that need straight lines. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So absolutely love the timeline function on that. Oh my gosh, please. Yes. So good. Oh, like my wizardry. brain is so blown by that. <laughs> it's so ADHD friendly too, because like I'll get way down here and be like, oh, that's okay. I can go <laughs> back and fix it because you know, like mm. it doesn't matter yeah. if you don't have the full part. Yeah, I love Fusion for that. Is that not a thing that is like I, I apologize if this isn't a, a question either of you can answer and also it's maybe slightly off topic but is that a thing that is unique to Fusion 360 is that not something that shows up in other parametric software um well SolidWorks now looks affordable enough that hobbyists can jump into it as of last week so oh, maybe and it also has a timeline maybe I don't know I did not know about know. the SolidWorks getting getting cheaper because my understanding is that SolidWorks has always been one of those like if you don't have a, a, yeah. like a company license you aren't using it yeah I'll see if I can dive in like. and get a quick price check on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it I have yeah, to admit I miss, I miss you having your overlays I miss you having the ability to change your overlays on a whim I got That's very, so I got good. very used to that, um, and and I miss it now. Like I miss just the the aviators just like suddenly popping on your face like out of uh -huh. nowhere. That oh, was, it's the sword works. Yeah, uh, I can offer yeah, you a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeff uh, often comes on the women in three D printing um, oh, totally. calls, and 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 come to some too, and they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, so yeah, nobody has any idea what I'm talking about right now. And, and I'm I thought calling. I would explain for the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I might turn it down, turn down the characters for tonight. <laughs> no. Sometimes we do get a bit rowdy. We do get, we do get pretty rowdy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> What's your creative journey like? Like when you're coming up with a project, like I've seen you I don't know mm. if you can talk about it yet, but like I've seen you embark on some projects in the time I've known you, but what, what does it look like? Like, how do you go from idea or where do you get your ideas and, and how do you get them into the real world? What does that look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I absolutely love like doing like notebooks and like I have some pretty active sort of project idea books. Top secret. Uh, that uh, I sort of, you know. You're, you're good and handwritten. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got to have, like, an online notebook and, like, a physical notebook because, honestly, I feel like sometimes, like, my brain is wide in such a way that I've got, like, a really good RAM but very low memory. You know, I gotcha. Like, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yes. I feel similar. Um, <laughs> like, Can't keep it all in there my, at once. <laughs> yeah, like, all the projects that I do, I try and make sure that I document, like, even the individual print settings that I use because, like, like oh yes i printed this at 10 you know 10 percent scale and then a week later you're like oh, i need to print the other half of this oh christ 
What scale did I use? <laughs> and then he's sitting there measuring it like an idiot. Oh, we've done that. Yeah. Oh, done that. Oh, yeah, I like it. It's not good. I'm similar. I, I save all my Cura project files so that mm. you can always open it back up again. They have all the settings and the object all there. So you can just like dump a new object in if you. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, admittedly I, I do that a lot. It's a good. Something I should probably do more often. Yeah. Save, like, yeah, save. super helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, having 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 this stuff written down. Good idea. Mm. Yeah, I oh, feel like idea. as well. Like I have sort of a pretty heavy software workflow now as well. Like especially with the circuit board art design stuff. Like sweet lord, too many softwares to actually get this going. Like I can see why no one else is doing it because <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. How does like, it? What, what are they? What's that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like? yeah, they're so beautiful. Like, I have more here. I have, like, so many kits. This one I haven't finished yet, but this one does work. It's, like, it's got a little switch, and they light up, and you can sew them onto stuff. So oh, cute. I'm just going to talk about all of them. But, um, but like, it's all rigged up so that it works on the circuit board, too. So you can, like, test it, which is cool, and see that it all great. works. And you can actually see the lines where it connects. Mm them all so yeah how does how do you go how do you make such beautiful circuit boards mm, how does that yeah, yeah. anyway i did like a full article on this for um diode magazine uh if you want to read it a bit closer but essentially like, especially when you want to do, like, the 3D cat stuff. Yeah. Like, doing stuff yeah. like that that actually assembles together. Uh, what you do is you start in Rhino and you make it in three dimensions to actually oh. give you an idea of where it all sits and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you break it down okay. into the out- outlines, like, and lay it out yeah. into, like, a flat snap-out shape in Rhino. And so okay. I've sort of gotten there sort of for this one as well which is like a spaceship design <gasps> yeah. so this one is still work in progress but yeah similar sort of thing and uh yeah so then once you finish with rhino you then go and get the artwork so i have an artist uh that makes the artwork uh, for that one and i put that in adobe illustrator and fiddle with it until it looks right for circuit board colors and shapes and lines and that kind of thing it goes into Inkscape, and you use the uh, SVG to KiCad, SVG to Shenzhen, uh, like, what's it called, plugin for that. And then it goes into KiCad, and you've realized that you should have started with KiCad in the first place because your schematic overlaps with the artwork. And uh, uh, <laughs> then you start again. We all said that's important. Uh. Yeah, because I just want to show this a little closer because I kind of skimmed over it before. There are like patches that are like dark purple and lighter purple because they're printed over the over the copper, and then the yes, and there's the blue and the the white as well, Mm. and then the copper outlines everything. So it almost looks like a like a cloison pin, you know, like enameling. Yeah. Oh, is that how you say it? Yeah, never said it out loud. Um, But they're beautiful. They're just the most beautiful circuit boards I've ever seen, and. Yeah, it, amazing. Right, it totally does look like cloisonne. It's a, that's it's a really interesting side effect of, of the style. Yeah, just like enamel mm. pins, they they would make little wire shapes and then fill it with enamel powder and stick it in the oven, and the, the enamel is basically mm. glass, and it would like melt into all the gaps, and they look a lot like this. But yeah, they're just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I've lost the pin. 
here it so is. Yeah, one of the special things we're also able to do was find a factory that can do two colors the circuit board okay uh, which is pretty mm. rare to find like we went to like a circuit board expo mm. in Shenzhen in august 2019 which is terrifying to think about now like <laughs> um but yeah we went to like a circuit board expo like in person over there and we were like can you do this like nearly everyone there and they're like Oh, so, wow. That sounds so amazing. It's really rare. <laughs> yeah, the viewers are weird aesthetic. What are you doing? <laughs> Why is it so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> Not for pretty, only for function. <laughs> no, it can be both. I don't think yeah. prettiness and function are at war with each other. I know that's a contentious topic, but I think mm. they definitely can be both in one if you just think about it as evidenced by this. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. many other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I also did a blog sort of showing the iteration cycles that I went through to actually get like a that good a looking cat. I had all yeah. kinds of problems with the factory sort of telling me uh, that they wouldn't do snap out pieces because there wasn't enough tabs. But like at the same time, if you want to give this to like a young person to do, you want to make sure that they're actually easy to snap out with your hands and not using tools. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's an really, important part. Really delicate balance to walk there with that. And so... Uh, I'm up to iteration number nine on that one. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was like a very sort of, uh, you know, yeah, you, you improve it every time and you sort of, yeah, I'm so glad that I sort of went the extra steps with it and actually, you know, the extra mile well, to actually think... get it to the, the nice product it is. But it's you also documented your process, which is not something that everyone takes the time to do. So, like, that's really awesome. You've, you've made... You've made not just an accessible product, but you've made the process of it accessible too. Mm, I think that's right. so important. Like, if you want to inspire people to actually get in there and do this stuff, you've got to give them the tools, you know, whatever level they're at. Yes. I uh, could not agree more. Accessibility is something super important to me and something that I think is very frequently overlooked by people because mm. they just make things that yeah. they can make. And it's like, well, if I can make this, everyone can, everyone's just got the same skills as me, right? Like, it's like, no, oh, yeah. oh actually. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or the same equipment or the same kit or, you know, like same you, you made it all. Not yeah. in actually getting there and doing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For you like the longest time, I, every time I saw you can get the thing on GitHub, I would just get overwhelmed and leave. And it's only in the last mm, six months that I'm like, okay, I can do GitHub. It's okay. I can find the download thing. I can make this happen. But like for the yeah. longest time, I just didn't ever touch it because it was just like, mm. and you know, that locks so much out, but it's something people wouldn't even think of because it's such an everyday part of their lives. But yeah, mm. I, I totally agree. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's really Especially important. Especially when people sort of see these kits anyway, they're like, oh, you know, this is a bit of an Australian thing, but um, just like uh, the old Dick Smith's kits. Yeah. No? And uh, I'm like, well, that would be cool if I actually had that experience uh, growing yep. up. And I didn't have that. No. Yeah. yeah. So Dick so, Smith so, is an electronic us, store. Us. Sorry. It's an electronic store, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's like, like, like almost oh. like, a, I think the American equivalent would be like Radio Shack, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I had a guess, it sounds like, like a Radio Shack sort of, sort of really, really bobber, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys are saying you, you didn't have, you didn't have that experience. So like, in, mm. you, yeah, like, that's, that's a nice comparison, but. I didn't have this yeah, experience. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's sort of, as well as a bit out of our generation, it's sort of also not something that like a young girl would grow up, you know, getting the experience to do. Like, 
you know, going and chilling out in the ham radio club is probably not something that we were sent off, you know, uh, to do when we were young and that kind of stuff. I was sort of lucky in the way that I got to go and stuff like scouts. Um, but yeah, cool. ham radio is probably way out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is scouts in Australia gendered like it is in the US and UK? I'm no. assuming yes. No, it's not. There are guys. guys. There's like brownies. But Scouts is everyone. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. See, it's weird because, like, that's such a, like, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, not a big deal. But at the same time, oh, my God, big deal. Like, there was no cross-gender Scouts in the U.S. when I was a kid. Wow. At all. Like, not, at least not wow. that I was aware of. Not that I was aware of. Obviously, someone is mm. if someone wants to correct me in the comments, please do. But, like, when I was young, there was Girl Scouts and there was Boy Scouts. And there was no mm. cross-gender scouts. And this is also part of the reason why there's been such kerfuffle in more recent years, because obviously, like, the whole, like, where, where you know, where do we put transgender kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's all so stupid, because, like, they could have just had scouts. <laughs> could have just had scouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have strong opinions, though. too, yeah. about I'm separating saying. children by gender. I have, like... <laughs> Yeah. but that's about it. awesome so you you got to do you got to do scouts as a kid and, mm. and obviously it 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 gave you i i suppose a uh slightly a slightly different uh perspective on things maybe maybe more yeah, like certainly a heightened sense of capability yeah mm. yeah like if i can do this can we do that you know yeah this is actually <laughs> that's actually a really important thing for kids too to be able to just make them aware mm. that they can do things like yeah. like yeah you can you can do this mm. why not <laughs> yeah exactly cool. exactly cool. now so what have been what's been kind of so like we've gotten a little bit of a look of like your creative process and like the stuff you like what is kind of some of the stuff that you found difficult and that you mm. struggle with a little bit like kind of what parts of what you're doing are the bits that are the the less maybe the less fun bits or the bits that you find harder Mm. like that's yeah, a hard I think question it's... yeah yeah but you do um <laughs> I feel like I sort of really enjoy challenge so getting in there and doing some of the tough things uh like is sort of exciting for me sometimes being like ah yes I can get in there and do this try and stop me if you can I'm unstoppable sometimes I am stoppable uh like yeah sometimes things are just you know like there's just too much of a learning curve sometimes and like there's so many software tools out there for doing so many things and you just do not have time to sit down and learn all of the different ways and then figure out the best way of doing something sometimes. Mm -hmm. So sure. like, yeah, each project you do though, like you figure out something new and you, you know, you learn a new tool and it sort of helps along the way, but yeah, like it can sort of feel very overwhelming. I think starting a project and being like, wow, there is actually all of these things that I could be using and which one am I going to pick? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like um, sometimes, like, I, I really enjoy, like, looking at all the stuff on Twitter as well because it seems like there's so many fantastic people that are at the top of their game. And um, I feel like we need more of those people sort of, you know, sort of looking down and being like, this is what I do. This is my process. Yeah. I'm share my secrets with you, you know, uh, yeah. so that we yeah. can I get lifted up totally and be like, this I can be like you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much time. Yay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. I definitely feel that about all the different tools. And the internet is not a good place tools. for uh for 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 feeling like uh 
you're on equal footing with everyone. The internet does a really good job of making making you feel like everyone else is better than you. Mm. Yeah. Or social media. Yeah, that's right. Mm, for sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, I, I think that's a really important message, though, that you almost, well, I've, I've kind of almost, I don't know, it's, it's a slight tangent on the message, but I've always sort of felt, you know, I've learned so much from the community and, and from the internet in general that I should give back what I've done with that to, like, continue that learning yeah but i mean i so mean much. i hope i i hope i live that value but yeah it like it like <laughs> i feel like yeah it's almost like a responsibility you know like it's like i i got something yeah. and it's an exchange you know like it's mm. yeah yeah no, yeah it is or it should be an exchange i don't know that it's always an exchange but it should be an exchange for sure mm. Mm. should mm. be a uh equivalent exchange oh no oh no nerd nerd alert sorry everyone um yeah laws of equivalent exchange over here uh, like, God, I'm just gonna stop talking now. What? What are you talking? I've lost. I, am, I, I realized. I realized without. I realized that without realizing it, that I was actually referencing an anime. Um, that I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, where, where have I heard about about the laws of equivalent exchange before? Oh wait, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a fictional. A fictional TV show. That's why. <laughs> but Never hey, mind. the point stands. Yeah. <laughs> stop now. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if, if you're watching this and you know what I'm talking about with the laws of equivalent exchange, then you're just as nerdy as I am. But uh, yes, the <laughs> internet. Ah, oh, is it okay? What? <laughs> you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like you. I like My ex you. loved that, and yeah. I I didn't sit down and watch the whole thing. I have a hard time watching shows in general, but um, yes, I didn't you know enough long, to get that reference. But I am aware mm. of Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I believe I believe in the law of equivalent exchange with learning on the internet as well. Mm. So, <laughs> which was actually the point I was trying to make before I realized I was being a huge nerd accidentally. Is, um, is, accidental is that where Elkie came from? Like, what inspired Elkie? Because um, it is mm. quite tailored towards girls like obviously boys can make awesome cute things too i don't think it's like exclusive mm, yep but not, like not yeah gender. where what was it born out of um yeah mm, it was a bit of a story behind lp uh it began as a like a startup weekend idea uh are you guys familiar with startup weekend concept yes i did I one think? i came second with oh, team. Yeah. not me personally um, the team <laughs> i made a good slide deck you know that that was my uh, contribution <laughs> anyway so I'm, I'm not familiar in like a, I've never been involved, but I can imagine what it's like. It sounds to me like a like a bit like a game jam sort uh, yeah, of deal. It's, like yes, a, it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. a business competition. <laughs> so the idea is that yeah, you rock up on game jam, but not making a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You rock up on the Friday night, goes for a full weekend, and you pitch the bare wisp of a concept. You know, barely thought out. You think, oh yeah, this might be cool. You know, you pitch. You know. Hammocks for Caffeine cats. Fueled. Hammocks yeah. for cats? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you go up on stage and you're like, look, you know, cats need hammocks with suction cups on the windows, you know, and uh, I think uh, it'd look yeah. cute as hell and think of all the cat videos yeah. we could make. Then everyone sort yeah. of rolls around and forms teams out of the ideas that are most popular. Yeah. And then you full on work on that idea as much as you can over like a like a weekend period, and you try and get it to the point where you've actually, you might have real customers, you might have built a real website, you might have gotten customer emails, 
and built up some kind of real traction to show how business at your business idea and a product. I mean, I want to have like a a, a prototype. Mm. I already want a cat hammock. So, like, (laughs) Faye is on your team. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) yeah, and so then you pitch. I really like that. Yeah, to judges on the Sunday evening. And the judges go and choose a winner. And usually, like, there's good prizes involved as well. Um, I think you were my judge. You were one of my judges, Steph, on the, when we came second. Because, uh, yeah, you were. You totally were. Because it was at ARC. Yeah, oh, you, you were. were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we made a thermometer that you could wear. And it was for chemo patients. Oh, so yeah, it could tell fine. you if it, oh. if it would go over a certain temperature. Because when you've just had chemo, you're really susceptible to fever. And it's, you have to get into back into hospital in, like, an hour if mm. you get a fever. Because it could be real bad because you have no immune system. So, yeah, um, one of my friends, her mum was going through cancer. And, um, yeah, we that's what we did. <laughs> the mm. moment you could wear. That's yeah. actually a brilliant idea. That's, yeah. like, fully marketable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely worth doing, like, at least for the yeah. first time. Like, you can start a weekend if you haven't done one before, anyone out there. Um, but essentially, yeah, I went along to a startup weekend. There's a lovely lady that runs the show at our local co-working space and she, her name's Joy and she's an absolute queen, this lady. And I knew that if I didn't rock up for this women's only startup weekend, that next time she saw me, she would roast me. She'd be like, Stop. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh, you have to go now. And so I went and yeah, totally glad that I did because yeah, ended up pitching the idea of doing electronics for girls. You know, you go to these weekends and you don't want to, waste your time working on other people's lame ideas you're gonna work on your own idea you know yeah. and so yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you need to do when you rock up to a startup weekend yeah and uh yeah so pitched the idea formed a team anyway we ended up long story short winning that weekend and we won a trip to bali to go to the international finals of the event we got to go and pitch again against like big teams from malaysia brunei Philippines, china japan all wow. like that asia pacific so we went and did that, and um, we ended up winning that one as well. And we were like, oh, loud. <laughs> Guess we got to do the thing then. <laughs> we're going to do the business now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I guess we're uh, entrepreneurs now. Look at it all. Oh, gosh. Here we go. And so that's where I met my awesome business partner, Andrea. And she's also an absolute queen as well. She's got three kids and she is a marketing and social media expert, which is totally not my forte, which is fantastic. Uh, so you're like, um, I am she happy runs... you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And she's great at it too. Um, so she does all the, the marketing, social media, Facebook, Twitter type pages. Um, so yeah, we've been working on this together and we sort of like the business has pivoted quite a few times. Because when I started, I didn't actually know how to design a circuit board at all. I was sort of like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> What's our product? Yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up having yeah, an idea that we put on Kickstarter. And sort of glad that we didn't end up making the money on that um, because I feel like we probably weren't ready. And starting yeah. a bit more small and organic with the little soldering kit badges like you're wearing now, Billy, was the way to go as a starting point. And sort of growing a bit more organically from there with different ideas and concepts and seeing when not rushing it. Mm. Yeah. Like you, right. you do do a lot of different things too. Like there's like the paper cards, which I have yet to assemble, but like mm. there's little paper circuits too. And lots of like sewing type ones too. So this is like, this is like a little wombat, which 
a lot of Americans learned early last year is not the size of a guinea pig, but is in fact the size of a dog. And this, I got many, many messages <laughs> about how large wombats were. They all thought they were guinea pig size. Like so many, I had so many messages about it. But yeah, they had dog size. Dog right? size. Well, medium dog? Yeah, pr oh, they're pretty stocky. They're like, a, okay. Yeah. I, knew they were, I knew they weren't guinea pig size, but like, <laughs> I, I didn't know exactly. Yeah, like, especially the southern ones. They're, they're big. Anyway, um, yeah, and it's got like copper tape and the battery and there's little, the little stars here. You poke the holes through and then you follow the little pattern on the inside and then it will like light up. So cute. But yeah, like that and the sewing ones, like you do have like a diverse range of stuff, which yeah, I think yeah. is really, it feels really crafty. It's really fun. Yes, the sewing ones. Mm. I have one sitting right here and I meant yeah. to sew it before we came today and I didn't and I'm a terrible human. I'm sorry. It's so good. <laughs> sorry. This latest one is I love it. Like, You're like a walking yeah. uh, advertisement for it. It's because I genuinely <laughs> love it so much. Like I, I don't, no. yeah, I just genuinely love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really yeah, enjoying this stuff has been a, yeah, a huge part of our success. So <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. Winning. They're amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what yeah, it says so at the top of the website. Yeah. Billy definitely. Rubin likes it. Endorsed <laughs> by Billy Rubin. Oh god. Yes. Oh no, god. Um, yeah, so this one here is one that I is this is the latest thing I've worked on. This is something that I'm very excited mm. about. So this these are machine sellable LEDs. So normally when you want to do wearable tech, let's plug this in so you can, oh, lower the Wow. Oh, there we go. Wow. Normally when you do wearable tech, uh, like you were holding up before, the ones that have a little button, you light it up. Um, that is essentially, I've got one over here as well. Probably. I got one here. I got it. I got it. Hey, there it is. Yeah. It's pretty much the standard of wearable tech stuff at the moment. Um, where, you know, you've got to use conductive thread and you've got to be hand stitching through the little holes. And honestly, yeah, it is yeah. very time consuming. And if you want to do any of this kind of stuff with kids or people who haven't sewn before, sweet Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like hand stitching, like for someone that hasn't done it before is like this whole new world of like, my Pain God, and torture. Thread. Yeah. <laughs> needle goes like dolphin. Thread. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like teaching people that kind of stuff, you know, they're like, they're, yeah, they're all over the place. And it's, yeah, it's very time consuming, a little bit frustrating, which is not the experience you want. You want to, you know, do this kind of stuff. And so these ones here, anyway, the idea is that, like, you know, you get a little envelope and you get, like, these as flexible LED strips. So these Ooh. aren't standard circuit board materials. These are, like, they're very thin. And you can, yeah, just chuck it like, down with your conductive fabric tape. Tape it down, and straight away you can test it with your alligator clips, and it'll work. There's no programming involved, you know. Off they go. Uh, so none of that kind of learning just yet. Just learning how a circuit works, and you can once you finish with it and you like where it sits, you can machine sew through the tabs at the ends. So you just yeah run your machine through like the tape and the tab, and it's solidified in there, and your wearable tech project is done very quick. So cool. Yeah. So amazing. Cool. I've also got like oh. a um a new battery holder pack as well, which is tape compatible. I've designed. Oh. Yes. And, uh, one of these. This one here also has a little hole down the bottom there to put a screw in. Which is important because oh. a lot of like stuff we start looking at, you know, doing stuff with schools or little kids, 
you really shouldn't be doing anything with coin cell batteries with them unless you've got like a properly designed pack for it with a swallowing hazard. Okay. Um, of course. And the, the, of course. It yeah. stops the battery sliding out, the little hole. Yeah. It stops so, the, oh. like Australian product safety standards say that, like, ideally you should have something that secures it in that requires a tool to get it out. So mm. the idea is that you don't so give it access to the tool. And so, yeah, having that a little screw there. makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping to see more of this kind of stuff down the track, um, you know, with, with our little electronics kits. I love it already so much. That's, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You thought of everything. You thought of everything. Like, and that is the hardest part. <laughs> Not forgetting a thing that's integral. <laughs> it's surprisingly easy. Um, so the fact that you've thought of everything is just like, like that's, that's just. Oh, yes. golf, I haven't got these up to sell yet because I need to sit down and make them. Um, we sort of worked out how expensive it was going to be to actually get them assembled, like, overseas. And so I'm going to try and get them assembled locally. There's a guy down the road with a pick-and-place machine. I'm going to go and try and fire up and get going uh, oh, cool. to assemble them. But it's going to be a lot faster. What's, than a, what's a, a pick-and-place machine? Yeah, so it, like, feeds it in with, like, a reel of, like, a little tiny uh -huh. part. It picks uh -huh. it up and it places it in the right spot. Like a 3D printer, but it, it picks and yeah. puts down objects. Yeah, Faye, they're real cool. <laughs> like, you know when you see science and they're like test tubing and they're like, choo, 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 with the science? Pick and Actually, I think kind of, I... not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, it is, it is one of those things that like the more, the more I've learned about 3D printing, the more I, I've, I've realized that like so many machines are, are pretty much like they're quite they're they're surprisingly simple. They're surprisingly simple. Mm -hmm. They just have a That's right. smart they have smart programming, you know, like to to make mm -hmm. them yeah, easy thing, explains, but the actual like, thing is easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Someone explains what noise it makes, then you just inherently understand like how it works. My my housemate yeah. calls calls the, the 3D printer noises happy little sci-fi sounds, which I yes. just thought. It's amazing. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's not because it does kind of sings a little. The three D particularly, sing. particularly that that cossel. It it sounds like a little bird. It's really cute. It makes very very cute sounds. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Go it's ahead. Time to print something round. What a shame. <laughs> yeah. 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 The round things so good. are the best. Yeah. Round things. Yeah, because that is when it sings. That is when it is when it mm -hmm. sings around stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Straight stuff is like oh. Ah, yes. Oh, the joy, the joys of the joys of machinery. I do love that you are also one of these like very kind of you are doing lots of electronic stuff, but it sounds also like you are just self-taught with this stuff because mm. again, your background's in biomedical. It's not you're not you're not like an electronic, you're not a um electrical engineer or somebody who has a back a background in electronics, you are someone who just was interested and you kind of just taught yourself, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that is totally true. You said. Yeah. Okay. Especially like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. And there's like nowhere to really learn, like, you know, in a formal setting, you know, where you might go and actually sit down and do a course on circuit board design. Like that doesn't mm. exist yet. It barely mm. does for 3D printing, you know, mm. so far. Yet. 
I've been mm. thinking of that lately, actually, and going to TAFE. TAFE is like uh, like community college here, I guess. It's like okay. you know, it's like where you do trade school sort of stuff. Um, okay. I've been thinking of going to them because they have like machining courses and I want to do like a Digifab one, you know, like 3D printers, laser cutters, this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you, you know, you learn to model. Maybe I get someone to help me with the electronics yeah. side of things. But like Digifab yeah. in general, I feel like that, yeah. that could be a thing. That should be a course. I think there's a few courses in that space. Oh. Cans, TAFE space, because oh. they are actually, they have a makerspace, like a local hackerspace that's joined onto their TAFE. Um, so they offer some of those types of courses, but it's one of the few places that does that I've seen online. And yeah, you pretty much just have to sit down and, you know, like, you know, you're, you're looking at like the, the hockey montage training, you know, episode, <laughs> watching YouTube videos, like, of like, yeah, marathoning, like I pretty much just watched um, Sean Heimel's series on getting started with KiCad. Yeah, KiCad. Um, yeah, super helpful um so yeah it is very much self-taught and it was a huge leap to actually go and press order on my first circuit board and a lot of circuit boards i've made and you know the factory is like what is this you fool you rookie <laughs> <laughs> i like it you're like don't judge me <laughs> don't yeah. judge me We're yeah, learning. You gotta, you know, if you want to learn you just got to do it and just you know find out what happens um yeah it's super important and i think sort of very lucky that I had a business partner behind me sort of being like, what are we doing, Steph? Uh, you know, to actually push me along and sort of make me take that extra step that I probably honestly might not have taken if it was just by myself. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, it's, it's weirdly, it's weirdly difficult. I think sometimes to kind of muster up the, it's a, comf- it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of confidence it's a like confidence knowledge like kind of a whole bunch of things and yeah I think sometimes it's it's, it helps if you've got someone who's like outside of you who's like yeah you can do that Mm. you you should do it and they're like Hannah said similar Mm. she loved looking at maker stuff but until it was her job she didn't actually do it she needed the little the little nudge as well yeah 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 you can put yourself in a position where you have that nudge being given to you like that is that's where you're going to start really seeing some of the the real results i think Hmm. i i totally i totally get that Hmm. i'm i'm kind of curious and and like feel free to say no if you don't want to answer this question but i think i think if you are okay answering it i think people would be very curious i know i'm curious is Elki self-sustainable now? Is is it? Is it? Would you say that it's been successful to a point that it can keep going? If that makes sense. Uh, that's a pretty like success, hard question. Success is hard to, to measure, honest. but like, but like something mm. that is uh, self-sustaining is that's a little bit easier to measure, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we're quite there yet, to be honest. Like we've been very lucky in getting picked up by Pimaroni um, as the European stockist, and I feel like once we start, oh, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> you can get badges too, Faye. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we start, you know, getting picked up by some of the the more mainstream US stockists as well, that's when we might be on a real path to being somewhere. But to be honest, like especially like with this latest round of larger kits that we've tried to get mailed in, like we've tried to get the factory to assemble them for us. You know, we sort of thought that would be the the most common sense scaling step. You know, like spend your time mm. wise working on prototyping and not the manual assembling of the thing 
Um, but we sort of realized we've just been honestly slapped so hard with shipping costs. Mm. Like, sweet mm. lord, trying to get this stuff over here has just been, eh, it's really blown out our costs, something chronic. Um, mm. So, like, to give you a bit of a ballpark, it sort of cost us maybe uh, like to get 500 units of these to Australia mm. from China, combination of DHL and sea freight, uh, three and a half Australian dollars, like thousand Australian dollars. So, yeah, it's been huge big dollars, and I'm very lucky that I've actually got a real job (laughs) to sort of (laughs) side hustle going. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I think we need to, like, especially after COVID as well, start planning things a bit smarter in terms of, like, working out, okay, like, obviously the packaging costs on this, you know, like, if we can get them made here and then, you know, get all the the parts that you can't get made here overseas and ship them in, and then figure out how that all comes together. That's where we're going to start to be on a bit more of a winner. But yeah, it's like hardware business stuff is something that I feel like because of this problem, not many people do it. And it's hard to find good mentors who've succeeded that are willing to mm-hmm. actually. And that's succeed. why I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially exactly. here in Australia, I feel, because our, our mm. wage is so high and we're so far from everyone and our market is only so big, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. Disadvantage really massively. Hard. Yeah. It's a massive mm. disadvantage. But I know that like, a lot of a lot of makers, a lot, a lot of people who watch the show and are in this community, um, a lot of people have kind of those those business idea dreams that that I have a cool idea, I wanna I wanna make it, I wanna manufacture it, I wanna mass produce it, and we all know a lot about making, but business is not the same thing. Like being a successful maker and being a successful business person with an idea that you came up with because you're a maker are not the same thing. And so like, I definitely feel like the insights that you have, you've gained from starting a business effectively, starting a, a not just starting a business, but starting a business that is manufacturing something. You're, you're mm-hmm. making a product that is produced on a not individual scale and you're, you're selling them. And that comes with a whole bunch of details, which obviously, you know, because you're doing it. Um, but everyone else, probably doesn't necessarily have the slightest clue about. So like, I definitely find that sort of, you have, I think, probably interesting insight that a lot of people lack um, Mm. because you're just doing it. You're just doing it. Like, you're like, yep, I'm in this. Figure Mm. out what it costs to do packaging. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's not a thing that most people are going to think about. The fact that you have to package the thing you're selling and it has to be consistent and it has to be cheap enough that it's not eating into your costs massively, but it has to look good and be functional. And there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of details that are easily. And uh, you're like, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's very much like a passion project type thing to begin with. Like you've got to really love what you're doing. And I think even sort of, you know, look at the wonderful Boldport Club type stuff as well. That's sort of very similar. I think that's probably the most similar to what we've been doing. And um, I think Saar also sort of felt the grind a bit too much, and that's why he isn't doing regular mail-outs um, of new things and has sort of uh, handed off his catalogue to Pimeroni. Um, mm. Yeah, like it is like a huge effort, and especially when you want to make things affordable for people as well. Like That's the other bit. Yeah. If you're not like a luxury-type product where you can charge, you know, extra hundo, hundo bucks or something on top, you know, like... Um, yeah, I think it is like a lot more of a grind. Um, and I sort of had to learn like a lot of skills Love. along the way, especially with packaging as well. 
like a lot of the like the factories um, will you know actually mock up like a die line for you, which is what we used for this. Um, but yeah, I've had to sit down and learn like Adobe Illustrator, which has been yeah, such a fantastic tool. Oh my gosh, yeah. wish I had learned that so much earlier. Vector, and, amazing, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's one one of my one of my favorites. It's also one of those things that people either love or hate. So it's good to it's good to hear that you love it. <laughs> everyone does the math line yeah yeah so yeah yeah, figuring out that kind of stuff and um like more recently being able to actually mock up like a packaging design and like figuring out what's on the back as well like product warnings and like all this kind of stuff like what country you're shipping it to and oh my god so many things again important details that are easy to like if you've never done this before easy to just kind of completely forget that yeah oh yeah there's laws there's lots you have to adhere to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't oh, want to go yeah, to jail. Oh, good. Oh, no, but no. I, what, I, I, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, though, is that everyone needs to go and purchase an LP kit or two or six <laughs> if they can, if they're accessible in their, in their country. And even if they're not, get them shipped from Australia if you can afford it because it sounds like that, uh, yeah. Steph needs our Steph needs our mm, help to I get this so. uh, in the green, in the black, whatever the phrase is. Mm. Money. Yeah, we slowly. We haven't. I don't think we've quite worked out international shipping on our home website uh, as yet. But Pimarini is going to be a place to. Pimarini. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pimarini from there will be the place to go. So yeah. Are I you looking Pimarini. for somewhere in America? Are you looking for somewhere in America to dock them? Is that something you're? Yeah. Okay. If anyone knows of. A cool place. I don't Where know. I don't know you? if this is within the remit, but for some reason, I feel like Matter Hackers does sells a wide range of stuff. I don't know if this is kind of within the remit. I really don't. They they might be more three D printery based, but I feel like they do other stuff too. And I don't know. Matter Hackers Mara, is obviously maybe. cool people. So, like, hmm. obviously, uh, yeah, I'll take that on my list. Yeah, yeah, I think like the absolute ideal would be. Spark fun or Adafruit. I think that would be like Yes, a, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't reached out yet, but yeah. Anyone, very keen to watching this from Adafruit. <laughs> yeah. Just email stuff. Just email stuff. It's fine. <laughs> they're amazing. Look how like Make they're, they're amazing. It will work. Yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's it's actually, you know what, you're right. Adafruit is that is 100% because they are obviously actually a, a company that that cares about accessibility and they care about kind of making more making more products for that that are outside of the usual you know these things for for yeah. boys and for yeah. men and stuff like that like that Huge they actually care about that stuff so mm. oh yeah what yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Stuff. Anyone has contacts for this Tell them about Steph, because like, let's yes. make this happen. <laughs> make it happen. Come on, internet. This is what you're here for. Yeah. Make it happen. I want to. I want to see. I want to see this succeed because it's an awesome, awesome product and a great idea. And I don't think there's much out there like it. And yeah, it just it should it should be good. And you shouldn't have to necessarily be completely paying for it out of your pocket. <laughs> so, yes, internet. Do the thing. Do the thing. Go. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about what's yes. upcoming in your world, but are there anything, is there anything else happening that you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about my other project that I'm currently working on. 
Awesome. I'm just going to turn the camera around here. Oh, I was so going? glad. On a ride. I, was, I wasn't what? sure whether you were going to talk about it. And yes. So this is called the party button what? project. So it's a party button. If we can hear that on. <laughs> it's like a traffic light noise. Uh, but yeah, so oh, the idea anyway is that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, don't think I, can see I think Discord is on. Um, <laughs> Discord's yeah, not letting us listen, but it. <laughs> right. So essentially, this is a something. project. Yeah, that's okay. So this is a project that I um, started last year. It's called the Party Button Project, and someone gifted me a real traffic light button, like a not a, not a button, like a a light. So like a real Walking Man green like light. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Amazing. I need to do something with this. And so I ripped out all the green LEDs and I put in color cycling rainbow LEDs and I put a real actual traffic light button as well <laughs> and rigged it all up so that when you press the button light comes on and it plays like the and then the and then it transitions into one of 10 randomized party tracks uh so <laughs> that looks anyway. like a ton by the way that looks oh, yeah, heavy it it's heavy <laughs> it's i love it uh, <laughs> so yeah anyway I managed to actually apply for a grant to build a real version of this made out of like full on welded stainless steel to make it look like an actual like graphic fixture <laughs> for an interactive art installation. Amazing. So yeah. I'm currently building it out um, right now to fit that brief. And so I've got like actual LED matrixes that I'm getting someone to make animated little dancing green and red people on there um and it's also oh, gonna have a yeah. security camera on the side that like nods its head up and down when, it, when it's it's uh when it's playing it's a little did dance. you get the grant though yeah. they called me yeah. up and they're like they're like we love this project do you want to make two? Oh, <gasps> oh my god i was like i got loud <laughs> oh my god muzzle <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. also yeah. like Pick life accomplishment applied for a grant. Got it. Like, and it's for done. a party button, which is just like the yeah. coolest project ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's yeah, so, amazing. Yeah, it's very exciting, but I'm also like freaking out a little bit. Um, you know, it's like it's a big project, like in terms of all the little bits and pieces that need to work together. And yeah, like it's meant to be 12th of March. It goes on display. And so I need to sit down and really figure out like a lot of the stuff pretty fast. Like I'm sort of worried that things might pop up. That'll be like, oh, I didn't you realize that I, because this is a metal object, it can't transmit radio radio waves to each other. Oh. Why didn't you think about that? Oh. Like, all those little things that you like, oh, soon find out along the way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right, we'll see oh, I mean, I got enough here. Yeah, my respect. <laughs> it'll work, but it'll, yeah. yeah. I, Really want yeah, the there you got this. Like the wow factor, you know? You so, got it's this. definitely going to be wow. It is definitely going to be wow. Like, I am so hitting that party button because, it, yeah, it'll be here in Brisbane. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would love, I would love to, to one day hit the, one day, <laughs> one day. You'll have to, hit you'll have to yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's so exciting. You got this. You got this. You got a month. So this is taking you got priority over the, the sellable LED strips at the moment. 
Um, so yeah, once this is done, I'll be able okay. to full steam head back with prototyping land for Elkie. Beautiful. When do you beautiful. sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, like, yeah. You have a day job. Yeah. And you've got massive side projects, like huge side projects that sound like enough time to fill up a day job. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty much like, you really got to like just keep chipping away at it. Like, you know, like whenever you've got an hour to spare, like I usually try and sit down and just, you know, smash out bit by bit, you know. You, Adding in that consecutive time, you know, really makes a huge difference over just, you know, having like a concentrated, you know, intensive period, I think, mm. for me anyway. Um, How do you keep yourself yeah. accountable for chipping away at stuff? Because I, I struggle mm. to do that. I definitely am a flurries of activity kind of human. Is there a tactic you use or does it come naturally to you? Or An app. Uh, how does yeah. one? <laughs> uh, usually like a lot of like multitasking. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You know, so like... I think for me anyway, I just sort of start slow, like, okay, the first thing I need to do with this is look at this website. And so I'll be looking at the website, but also maybe watching the latest episode of WandaVision or, yeah. you know, <laughs> everyone yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, at the gotcha. same time. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of like, you know, taking it slow, I think. Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. That's oh. Man, that's good. It's been great, that's hey? Good. Is there anything else you wanted oh. to talk about before? Before we ask for your socials and all that jazz. <laughs> mm. I did have one more project to show off as well, real quick. Yes. 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 Uh, I'll show this one off the Women in 3D Printing Meetup, which you already saw. This one here, this is like a fabric 3D printing project. I love so it. So this one is like printed like spikes, just like the David Shorey stuff, very inspired from him. Yeah. Uh, but I've managed to chuck in a bunch of LED strip directly under all of it so that I can control it through my phone and sort of like a bit of a fashion warlord next time I get invited to a fancy dinner in the distant future. Um. Fashion warlord. I love that. Fashion warlord. Fashion warlord. Oh. Oh it's very oh, like yeah. Mad Max cyberpunk version. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the also, oh, I love it. And I, I, I mean this, I mean this as, as, a, as a compliment, like, like, please understand this is the most obnoxiously gay thing. I've ever seen and I love it so much. Rainbows. So yeah. <laughs> but also, but also fashion. Yeah. Fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow. Light. Oh, yeah. In your face. I love it. Nah, it's a com- it's that amazing. is a compliment coming from me. <laughs> yeah. Cool if you could like hook it up to like those like gyro wristbands or something like that and being like, yeah. <laughs> like And it like responds <laughs> to like just, oh, yeah. so that'd be cool. real like um, wood. It's like compatible anyway. That'd be really cool for that. Anyway, long yeah. story short, I'm going to be working with my mum on a few projects like this as well. So send my mum the gear to make stuff like this and uh, maybe set up a little website uh, uh, where you know, she might be able to earn a bit of money doing some pretty high-end sewing stuff for this because I'm not too good at sewing, uh, but she is an absolute master at it. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. That's yeah, awesome, a little collab. Oh, people doing stuff with their moms is just the nicest thing. Oh, they're really oh, it cool. They're awesome. like candy corn. That's cool. They're like light yeah. up on top. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm thinking like Woodford Folk Festival at nighttime oh, yeah, or like dude. the family. Oh, these are like, there's a nightclub called the family. Woodford Folk Festival is this like awesome, like mm. tech, hippie, 
music festival that happens once a year. It's it's just a beautiful yeah. place. It's the beautiful place. But that would rock uh-huh. there. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. 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 I grew up there kind of like we, we would go every year because my mom would do workshops there and yeah, it's just a beautiful cool. magical place. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that would that rock there. Awesome. Like people would like, oh, yeah. be all over that. That'd be rad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. Oh, so cool. So cool. I want so, one. Where can we where can we find you? Where can people follow what you're doing next? Where can they find out about Elki and hear all your cool thoughts? Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, direct from Brain Thoughts are up on Twitter. And uh, my username for that is sjpiper145. That's my handle. Uh, but otherwise, you can check out my blogging website at piper3dp.com. So that sort of details a lot of like the, the builds and that kind of thing that I do. And lastly, Elki. Yeah, yeah, all the places. Um, yeah, Elki is a bit of a weird word, but it's spelled E-L-K-E-I. Elki. So you can find Elki at elki.com.au. AU is for Australia, by the way. Everybody who doesn't mm. know. <laughs> that's our, that's our special yeah. two letters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been wonderful. It's always wonderful to hang out with you, but now everyone else gets to as well. So, yes. I, I feel like I learned so much today too. So you you have an incredible story. You have, and you're doing amazing stuff. Everyone should definitely follow you and, and keep tabs on what you're up to because it's really, really heckin' awesome. Just, just do it. Heckin' awesome. Everyone, just do it. <laughs> thank you so many more projects to make yes so many and they're all amazing everything you do is just amazing so yeah i love it just gonna have to keep going yep (laughs) bye Bye. (laughs) hearts like this yes (laughs) bye I am loving making this series, and if you are too, please support me on Patreon so I can keep making more. Top supporters will appear in this list of legends. (laughs) You can meet another maker here, and here's a video YouTube thinks you'll like. If you want to catch up with any of us, all our socials are in the description below. See you later!